Okay, everybody have a sheet tonight. Why don't you raise it up and make sure everybody's with us. <clears throat> okay, let's read the title together. Ready? Go. Sisters. Brothers. This is a phrase that uh, is in the Bible, and we want to explore this tonight. So I hope you came tonight to get wet. <laughs> if you're around a river, at least my kids growing up, whenever there was water, look out. You couldn't stop them from heading for that water and getting in, and they got all wet on the outside. They drank the water coming in. So we like to be like children, right? The Lord says, unless you're like little children, you can't enter, enter, enter into the kingdom of heavens. So how about we be like children tonight? And if there's water around us, let's drink it, jump into it. Some of you got baptized recently. Is uh, Mandy here? No. Her Mandy got baptized. Water's good for drinking. It's good for getting baptized into this flow. It's good for uh, um, swimming in this river. And this river has a destiny. So we like to spend some time tonight on this river. You up for the river? Yes. You want to draw near to the river? Amen. Last week we drew near to what? Tree of life. Tree of life. And today it's the river of water of life. So before we get into it that much, I'd like to make sure that you're clear about the first two chapters of Genesis. They're unique chapters in the Bible. And we're getting ready to leave them. Next week at this time, we will finish chapter 2. And then we'll move on to chapter 3. And then things start to change. Another a creature enters into the picture there. And it changes things up a lot. So we want to stay in chapter 2 tonight and next week. And make sure you got the real clear picture. Because once you progress, it, gets, it can get a little complicated, a little confusing. But we want to come back to 1 and 2. So before we get that much in the river, I want to make sure you're clear about Genesis 1 and 2. So the first Roman numeral, let's read it together. It tells what Genesis 1 is about. Okay, let's go. Genesis 1. <laughs> Remember this, chapter 1, a lot of good things going on there, a lot of people delve into chapter 1, but this is uh, the lead verse, 126. Got to put this little verse, this big verse, in your memory, your, your uh, verse account, your verse bank, and always have this. It's a key verse, because it tells what man, why man is here. And it talks about image and dominion. We like to use image with an I and D for dominion. I was doing some taxes today and helping some other people with their taxes. And it wants the user ID. Always ID. ID. You got an ID? I got an ID right here. They always want to see my ID. I just went traveling over to Thailand. Show me your ID, Mr. C. ID, ID. You know what our ID is? Image. The I is image. My image is that of God. That's my I. And my D is dominion. That's what he has me here for, is to represent him. 
So whenever you see that user ID, I want your ID, I hope this verse flashes in your mind. That's talking about God's purpose with me. That's me, image and dominion. Okay, you have a little recall, then you'll just start enjoying the Lord. Thank you, I'm in your image. Thank you, I have dominion. Praise the Lord. So this verse is big. So you can underline those two words in that verse, image and dominion. So we spent several weeks on this. I hope when you leave chapter 1... You have in your mind the word purpose. That's underlined for you. You've got to think purpose. Don't get lost in the details. Just think this chapter is showing us God's desire and purpose. It's with man and a corporate man. We saw in one of the sharings that this wasn't just an individual man. It's David, right? David. Adam was... A single man that was created, but in God's eyes, it says, let them have dominion. So in his viewpoint, not man's viewpoint, because we count one man, two man, three man, four man, 80 men. No, God sees one man, Adam, and all are lined up in Adam as a corporate. You understand what I mean when I say a corporate man? It's like all of us compose one man, right? Don't look at us four men. Don't look at all the seven billion That's one man in God's eyes. So that's a corporate man. That's very important because his purpose is with the corporate man. Okay, let's go on to Genesis 2, which is Roman numeral 2. Let's read that. Ready? Go. Genesis 2 shows God's procedure. Okay, so we underline the word what here? Procedure. This is how he's going to carry out his marvelous purpose in chapter 1 is through procedure. And the first step is, let's read the first step. Ready? The first step, creating man as a vessel to contain God as life. So to fulfill his purpose, he went about step 1. David, step 1. Let's take the first step. Let's create man. Hey, Josh, come here, Josh. I can pick on Josh. We watched Josh grow up in Austin, even though he's been in Belize for a while. So, God, you can just get down there on the floor there, Josh. No, the floor. Your dust, remember? So he took the dust of the ground. You know, the body, physical body, is just that exactly which is in the soil. So you're down further. You're not, you don't even have life. You're not even there yet. So I'm God, and I take some dust. How about this, Aaron? Take some dust. All the alchemists would love to be able to pull this off. Take some dust and poof. Um, no, 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 no. I formed his body. It says, look, look at this. It says what? He took, let's read the verse. Eight. No, wait a minute. I'm on the wrong one. Seven, two, seven. Ready? Go. Jehovah God formed man in the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Step number one to fulfill the purpose of God's desire is to create a man as a vessel. So here's the body. From the dust of the earth, then what did he do? Philip? Breathe into his toes. No, nostrils. Right there. The breath of life. That's the human spirit. When the body comes, when the, the body receives the spirit, then man becomes what? Living soul. So you were a corpse. God's breath of life, and man becomes a living soul. Here he is. <laughs> step one. Okay. And what's step two? Hey, tree of life, get up here. 
Just put your branches out there. Okay. So let's read step two. Putting man in front of the tree of life. That's that's uh, step one, number one, right? Okay. So let's read verses eight and nine. God, Garden Eden. Okay, so here's the garden in the east, and here he puts the man in the garden. Keep going. Pleasant. Pleasant. So pleasant, so pleasant, isn't he pleasant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the middle was this one tree called the tree of life. And he put man right there in the middle of the garden and right in front of the tree of life. And he also had another tree out there probably on the perimeter or somewhere. Not not in the middle anyway, but it was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So this was step number... uh, Where are we? Step number... The second step right after the vessel. Placing man in front of the tree of life and in the middle of the garden and then let's read number little two there putting man in the garden with the river it's river let's read verse 210 go okay so this is a this is a tree how pleasant a tree Many trees, pleasant, good for food, and some flowing water, maybe a brook, a river, flowing out from this garden. So God provided not only man's food, but man's drink in this garden. So the two outstanding features of this garden are a tree and a river. You got that? Okay, so he put man in front of the tree and in uh, the garden where there's a river. Okay, thank you, tree, and thank you, Adam. Oh, you're so good there, Austin. Okay, then to connect uh, this river, so this is a river, uh, physical water, obviously, to water the garden, but it, uh, it has a continuation in the Bible, and we're going to jump now to the very end of the Bible. So we leave chapter 2, the second chapter in the whole Bible, and go many, many chapters later, books later, and arrive at the very last book of the Bible, and guess what we see? A river. river. And there's a little more definition of what this river is. In Genesis, it was symbolic of something, not too clear what that physical water was about. But let's read Revelation 22, 1 and 2 now, all together with the strong spirit. But how about we do this? How about we have the girls on one and the guys on two? Ready, girls? Go. Okay, so we're connecting now the two bookends, uh, the very beginning and the very end. So this tells us that there's a central line, a theme throughout the whole Bible. So you have to catch this phrase, a tree of life and a river of water of life. There in, in Revelation 22. You got it? 
Okay, so we just hopped over almost the whole Bible in the very last chapter. David, isn't that interesting? How many years later was that written? Was it about 1,600 years difference in these two books? Different part of the world. Guys never talked to each other. Uh, no, uh, uh, no conspiracy to try to copy something. It was just the revelation of God because this river signifies something very important in the Bible and it that's on point number three. So let's see what the significance of this water in the Bible is. Ready? Go. The Bible reveals the flowing triune God. The Father as a fountain of life, the Son as a spring of life, and the Spirit as a river of life. Okay, so the significance of this river is the flowing, I like that, the flowing triune God. And you have the Trinity here, the Father as a fountain, you have the Son as a spring gushing up, and then you have the river, the Spirit as a river reaching all the earth. You know, in the garden it split and went four directions. Why four directions, do you think? Why would this river go not just two directions? You know, rivers usually just fork, and it goes that way or that way. This river went four directions, Aaron. Every direction. Why? Why is that? Chris. Huh? Couldn't go every direction? Yeah. You got it. Christopher. All right, Christopher. For all men, there's no place this river doesn't reach. It reaches, it's good for all men, every direction, no matter if you're from east, west, south, north, upside down, round side, southwest, southeast, northeast, southwest, northeast. It's for you, every direction. Okay, and then Roman numeral four, there is a development of this river. And we'll see this real quickly. Ready? Let's read the development. Go. Okay, so you have to see the significance, the flowing triune God, and you have to see there is a development. This thing is growing. As there's a seed in the beginning, and throughout the subsequent books of the Bible, it is growing, developing, and then there is a consummation, a harvest. And that's what we see in Revelation. So we are somewhere between those two bookends, right? Where do you think we are? Hard to know in this development, but it's increasing. It's an increasing flow. Every day, Josh, this flow grows. Amen, he says. I say amen. What do you say over here on this side? Amen. How about this flow increasing in us? Amen. Amen. And in those around us. That would be really good. That's what it's all about because remember, God has a purpose. And he has a procedure to fulfill this. And it involves this river. Okay, then let's look here at number five to see... What has happened on the Lord's side to prepare this drink? Okay, this isn't the full picture, but it's a significant part of the picture. We have to realize there's been a lot of effort on the Lord's side to get this drink ready. So we shouldn't take this drink lightly. This, this drink is full of love. It's full of uh, self-sacrificing. It's full of uh, heart. God's heart for us. So this 
preparation is very precious. Exodus 17.6 is the continuation, the continuation of this river. And it's quite interesting because the children of Israel, God's people, who had been called out of um, the created race, uh, called race, the fallen race, he pulled, he called the people through Abraham to fulfill his purpose, and he took them, he was taking them into a very special place. That's where Israel is today. And they were going through a wilderness to get there. They just crossed the Red Sea, and they were in motion, and they got out in this wilderness. Well, guess what's missing in the desert wilderness? Water. So here is a situation where the people were murmuring. You know why we murmur? Today I murmured. Today I was working on the taxes, and I asked my wife for some of the records, and she got a little frustrated at me because I'm impatient. And so I, I just, my attitude was wrong. And even it came out, not in a word this time, but in a... <laughs> you see, Josh, even... I was out of the river, brother. <laughs> you know why I went? Out of the river. Why did I do that? Uh, uh, you didn't have supply. I didn't have the supply. That means I was thirsty. I wasn't touching the Lord inside. I was wrapped up in this, getting this deadline and these facts right, and that was my, I was consumed. So I left this river. And I was thirsty, and it, my wife paid the price. So if we're not in this river drinking, then we're, we're thirsty, and it just comes out. It comes out as sin, it comes out as disappointment, it comes out as dryness, it comes out as uh, just blah. The blahs, you got the blahs today? The blahs are because there's no water inside. That's why you feel blah. There's no living water. Oh, Lord, flow in us. I'm going to say that. Oh, Lord, flow in us. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I love you. It's easy to get that river flowing, right? Just a little speaking. Okay, so here's a case where, uh, let's read 17.6 real quick. Ready? I will be standing before you and he struck the rock. Interesting. A rock is following them and he hits that rock with the rod and guess what happens? Water comes out. What does this symbolize? This symbolizes the Lord Jesus and the New Testament being smitten by God and then something came out of him. So this is a picture in the Old Testament, an example in the Old Testament for us to learn. And Paul in the New Testament says that they all drank the same spiritual drink. They drank from that rock. He called it a spiritual drink, for they drank of a spiritual rock. So Paul called that a spiritual rock. 
And that rock, and that, and the rock was what? Kristen, can you believe, can you believe that rock was Christ? Oh my, if it was that, without Paul, we wouldn't have ever said that rock was Christ, right? But that rock is Christ. Okay, and then um, to show this on the cross, let's read 1939. Here the Lord Jesus is being smitten. So he's, crucif- he's up on the cross, and he has now been uh, released from his body, his spirit. And so the soldier comes by, instead of breaking his legs, like they did the other two criminals. Actually, the Lord's not a criminal. The other criminals. Then they took a spear... Carl, stand up, Carl. Here's the Lord on the cross. They came to the Lord Jesus. His spirit had expired. Instead of whacking his legs or breaking it to make the death go faster, they took a spear and pierced his side. <laughs> and if this was a normal person, what would have come out? Blood. Blood. But with the Lord Jesus, what came out? Blood and water. Interesting. Blood and water flowed out of his side. So that's like smiting the rock. And then blood comes out for our cleansing. And what does the water come out for? Life. Life. Spirit. Drink it. (laughs) Drink up. Drink up. That water is for drinking. That water is for flowing. That's the flowing triangle. God. That's the continuation of the flow that started in Genesis. God the Father is the fountain. Christ the Son is the spring. Here it is springing up and issuing in the flow of the Spirit out of Him. So when that... that I'm so glad that soldier took that... I'm so glad he pierced his side. And that divine life could come out of him so it could get into mankind. Thank you, Carl. Okay, so here we have 40, uh, uh, John seven thirty-seven. So the Lord talks about this. This is before his crucifixion. How about we have uh, this side of the room read this, 37 and 38. John, over here. Ready? Go. Okay, this river, he's talking about, he's talking about what? It's real clear. There's no ambiguity here. What was he talking about? That's pretty weak. That's a little better. The Spirit. He is talking about, Kaylin? The Spirit. The Spirit. Again. The Spirit. That's what we're talking about here is the... Spirit. Let's say it with a little more spirit. The Spirit. Oh, that's even better. Let's a little bit more. The Spirit. spirit. Even let's say the Lord Spirit. That's a phrase Paul uses. The Lord Spirit. Hallelujah. 
Let's say it again. The Lord Spirit. Oh, that's what the flow is right there. So we have to drink the Spirit. And Roman numeral 6 says there's a great evil, two evils, Jeremiah 2.13. In the Old Testament, my people have committed two evils. One, they've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. That is an evil. We're in evil days because there's a lot of forsaking of this fountain. Whenever we forsake that, I, I was evil today when I was dry. I wasn't just a bad husband. I was committing an evil. I forsook the fountain of living water, but praise the Lord, I've turned back. And the second evil is to hew out for themselves cisterns. Those are like uh, containers, broken ones, and they hold no water. So you go to get some water or something else, a cistern, oh, I'm going to drink out of my GPA. I'm going to drink out of my job offers. I'm going to drink out of that relationship. I'm going to drink out of Big Man on campus. I'm going to drink out of whatever. And you go to drink out of it, and you think, oh, man, this is what it's about. I finally made it, Carl. Carl, I got summa cum laude. I got the job from Intel. Lisa, I got Philip fight. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Guess what? Only one other, there's only one guy who can satisfy you, Lisa, and that's not him. Sorry. I mean, I, Philip's got a lot going for him. No problem, Philip. But it's Jesus. It's the Spirit. Lisa, what is it? The Spirit. The Spirit. Okay, it's the Spirit. All right, so um, let's read this one, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, because this is now in the New Testament after the Lord's side has been pierced and the water has been flowing out the Spirit. And so let's read all together for also. Ready? One, two, go. go. For also in one Spirit. Whether Jews or Greeks. What were we given for? Andrew. Why were you baptized in one spirit and into one body? Whether you're a Jew or you're Greek or you're Jew or you're Greek or what are you? It doesn't matter. You were given to drink one spirit. What are you on the earth for? To drink one spirit. I don't care how high up you go in the military. They probably shut down today anyway. I hope they're... <laughs> I hope they're still guarding us, but that's not what it's about. Actually, the whole thing's going to be gone one day. Not only is it shut down today, one day there will be no U.S. defense. So you better not drink from that one because that drinks that dry. That, that one's going to run dry. Okay, drink one spirit. Okay, now this is the big point. How to drink? Seven. Let's read seven again. How to drink? Oh, how? How to drink. This is one of the ways, the main way is to what? You're not, that's, you're not speaking that loud. It's to what? Okay. And what do we see this? We're a little bit later in the wilderness when the, they got thirsty again. Take, take the rod, which is to identify with the Lord's authority, his death and resurrection. We, we're identified with him. 
gather the assembly, you and Aaron, your brother, and strike the rock? No. No. Smite the rock? No. Okay, now you're the rock. (laughs) And now it's not smite the rock. It's speak to the rock. And what happens? Speak to the rock. Before their eyes, they're all looking because we want to make it clear. This is a way for everybody to get the water is to speak to that rock. And by the way, that rock was, is Christ. So that it yields water. Okay, rock, here I am. I'm going to... To study that rock. Let's see. Granite, uh, sedimentary rock. Let me measure how big it is, how wide it is. So I pick it up. Let's see. I'll sit on it. I'll just kick it on there. Speak to it. Christ, give me the Spirit. Let's practice speaking to the rock. Ready? How about we. We tell the rock, give me the spirit. Give me the spirit. You ever talk to Christ like that? Go up to Christ. You know, this rock followed them. So you go at H-E-B, you go sit in your double E course, you go in the military. Guess who's following you? Come on, you're going through your daily life. Come on, wherever you go. Where'd you go today? Quick. Class, study, basketball, uh, brothers, Bible study. H-E-B, dinner table, wreck uh, sports again, the meeting tonight. Guess who's behind you all this time, following you? You just speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. <laughs> Give me the spirit. Give me the spirit. Give me more spirit. Give me more spirit. There's flow. That's how the flow, it gets in you. The more you speak to the rock, the more this flow and speaking, even speaking to people. If you speak to the Lord first, like, Lord, I want to speak to somebody. You speak to him, then he might even speak through you to someone else. But we have to speak to the rock. Lord Jesus, I love you. Let's speak to the rock. Let's practice. Lord Jesus, I love you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord Jesus, you're wonderful. Lord, give me a drink right now. Lord, in the middle of this examination, I want you, Jesus. That's kind of a hard one for you, isn't it? Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. How about it? You speak to him. Speak to him. Okay, this is a main way of drinking. And there is a river. Let's read the next one. Psalm 46, 4a. There is a river whose streams gladden. And you know what's going to happen as you speak to this rock? You're going to start to feel this water flowing in you. Drink and flow. And uh, those things that were so important and bothered you, you're going to realize, wait a minute. They just get flushed out. You get filled up. You're not thirsty anymore. So you rise above. Whatever it is that's saddening you, this this causes you to be happy. It gladdens the city of God. And we're just out of time here, so let's finish up with Roman numeral 8. The goal. There is a goal of this flow. It's not just to make you happy. It's not just to um, get you through your day. 
Remember, you're here to express God and represent God, and there's a destiny of this river. It's coursing right now, 2013, October. It's on its way. David, it's taking you. And if you're in this river, come on, Josh, get in this river. Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord, give me more spirit. Lord, give me more spirit. Okay, as you're in this river, you're in this flow, in the stream. You ever been down San Marcos and gotten in the river somewhere? Yep. And you just get in the flow, and it's got a destiny. I'm not sure where that one goes, but I know where this one goes. This one goes to produce the church in this age. Those are all the believers. And eventually, in eternity... A, a glad, glad city called the New Jerusalem, which is in Revelation. So let's read the last verse, John 4:14. This is a key verse, but not much time. And the word unto is very important, uh, gushing up into eternal life. Into, ready? Go. Whoever. Gushing up into, okay, without times out, but into eternal life represents into the consummation, the goal of this river, which is in the Bible, the New Jerusalem. So if you get in this flow, Aaron, if you stay in this flow, just keep staying this flow. And this flow is right here in this room with these people, and this flow is going somewhere, and you will end up becoming the New Jerusalem. You, you become the New Jerusalem by staying in this river. That's how we get the consummation of the Bible. There was one verse that uh, says in Psalm 72, 8, that, and he will have dominion from sea to sea. And from the river, capital R, this is Psalm 72, 8, unto the ends of the earth. So this river is going to take over the earth. God's not coming just hourly as a judge, but he's coming to take dominion of this whole earth by this river flowing in man. And he starts right here with dominion in us. The real dominion is happening right now, like in my example today with my wife. He wanted dominion in here. Right? He wasn't thinking about uh, the outside city, Austin limits, and who, you know, can we have dominion out there? He was worried about this dirt right here, this earth right here. That's where we want the dominion to occur, and that's how we get it through drinking. Okay, so now we're done. I'm done, and your turn.